Would you open your Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 1? And uh, yeah, my name is Darren, one of the pastors here. Did you find Luke yet? It's on page 903. In the sixth month, speaking of the pregnancy of Elizabeth, she was six months pregnant, second trimester, sweet spot. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, the town in Galilee, and many of you have been there. Phyllis, I don't know where you are, but I know you've been, many of you have been to this specific place. To a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph. He was a descendant of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And it says that Mary was greatly troubled at his greeting. Isn't that interesting? She was troubled at that. Like, you are highly favored. You are blessed. You are. She was troubled because that wasn't the language that, that had been used before Jesus. Like, we take that for granted when we say, I'm in my father's house and child of God. That is foreign to her. And so they hadn't even gotten to the party, you're going to be pregnant. She was troubled by that you are blessed and highly favored. Troubled by that. She was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, his kingdom will never end. And Mary, asking the obvious question, um, excuse me, I got a question. Uh, how will this be? <laughs> Since I am a virgin, in verse 35, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she was said to be barren in her, uh, in her old age. And it, this is in her sixth month of pregnancy. And I love verse 37, for nothing is impossible with God. And then Mary said in verse 38, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to you, to me, as you have said. If you've got a King James, it says, be it unto me according to your words. Heavenly Father, we ask for your presence to be with us today that your word would be a lamp and a light for us. And Lord, might we, like Mary, pray, be it unto me according to your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So it's, uh, it's almost Christmas, and, and Christmas is when we're buying new devices. Christmas is when we're buying new subscriptions. It's up. And Christmas is the time that the internet makes liars out of all of us. And what I mean is every time, and I promise you, we're all, you're in safe company here. How many of you, in the, maybe even just these past few weeks, but for sure in your lifetime, have clicked, I agree, I have read and agree to the terms of service for this thing. Click, yes. Liars, all of us. Now, but it's true. We've all done it. And by the way, a uh, Wall Street Journal article just a few weeks ago showed that if you stay home, so let's say you're going to try to save money and a couple of uh, friends are going to stay home and watch a movie tonight. We don't want to go out. We're going to stay home and watch a movie. 
So you stayed home, you ordered a pizza from Domino's, you went and picked it up, you got back, you took a selfie, because, you know, BFF, and then you rented your movie from Apple's, you know, and what the Wall Street Journal showed was that in just that evening alone, you might have saved money, but between those two people, over 50 pieces of information were given to the tech companies that you were using that day. Everything from the time and the location of the selfie stamped with the kind of iPhone you're using, to Domino's. They have your information now. And their reasoning for this, that they feel justified, we all seen Zuckerberg frozen in the deer in the headlights in the congressional hearings, is that, well, they agreed to it. They clicked the I agree to the terms and service, so it's our right to do whatever we want to with that information. And what I appreciated about the Wall Street Journal was they actually did the math of the three companies, Apple, Google, and Domino's. If you had agreed to those three services that night, the totality of the words in their terms and service, 73,000 words. The average New York Times bestseller only has 70,000 words. So basically what they're saying is that you've agreed to read a novel just so I can take a picture with my phone. Yeah, right? But that's kind of how the internet is here. Mary is saying... I, I be it unto me according to your word. And when I click, I agree, I accept. I'm saying to Mark Zuckerberg, I agree, be it unto me according to your words. <laughs> and how many of you have had to do the, the healthcare thing this past week? It's like this annual clawing of my own eyes out. That, and at some point, I've got to click the button that says, be it unto me according to thy word, Cigna, be it unto me according to thy word, Blue Cross, Blue Shield. And for the last eight years, it's a new one every year because we can't keep them open long enough. And so, and then every year, it's like I'm 90, maybe 40% sure that this is what I need, but we don't really know until we get to the end user and we're at the doctor and saying, no, no, your deductible's this and you've got to do that. And I didn't understand any of that, but at some point I said, I understand and I agree, click, be it unto me according to thy word. And here's Mary saying, be it unto me according to thy word. She's clicking the I agree to the terms and conditions of this agreement. Now, the fact of the matter is she could have said no. And that thought has inspired and challenged me for years that since the moment Eve was in the garden, God set in motion a plan that would come from a virgin in Bethlehem from Galilee. I mean, was, can you imagine like all of heaven like leaning in with their ears going, okay, is she going to say yes? Is she going to say yes? Because she, she could have said no, but she said, yes. Yes, I will do this. Yes to, by the way, a young girl at 16 years old. I'm giving up my whole life for this. Yes to... I'm probably going to be disowned by my family for this. Yes to some point I got to tell my fiance and I'm going to give him the old, well, the Holy Spirit did it line. I mean, it's terrifying. She was literally risking it all to say yes to the terms and conditions of this. And greater men throughout history said no over and over again. Moses, when God came to him, said, man, I'm a stutterer. I'm, I think the King James is, I am slow of tongue. And God's like, it took him forever to talk Moses into it. But he said, no, I'm slow of tongue. And then there's Jeremiah who said, no, I'm too young. Got slow of tongue, too young. Jeremiah would have been about 30, by the way. I'm too young. And you get to Mary and she said, yes. 
be it unto me, which helps me understand why when the angel got to her and said, you are blessed and highly favored, blessed young Mary, 16 years old, you said yes, you knew the risk, you knew what you were signing up for. God does not ask us to sign up for anything with surprises in it. She said yes, be it unto me according to your word. Blessed and highly favored. You are blessed and highly favored. That word which uh, you think Mo did a good job of murdering, Elrofuyo. I'm going to murder a Greek word now. Keratao is the Greek word for blessed and highly favored. Like not keratao, but keratao. It is used only twice in the entire Bible. 66 books, that word is used twice. Once is for Mary. You are blessed, you are highly favored. The second time, I was talking about you. Ephesians chapter one. You are blessed, you who have believed, you are blessed and you are highly favored. When you said yes unto me, you went from being a servant outside knocking to a child sleeping inside. You are keratao. When you said, like Mary said that day, be it unto me according to thy word. And in a group this size, on a Sunday morning in Williamson County, it's entirely probable that the vast majority of you in here have said that at some point, whether it was at a youth camp, whether it was in a room, whether it was when somebody, I mean, Mike Howard is one of the only guys I know that someone knocked on his door to witness to him and he got saved. You're like, what, who does that, Mike Howard? But at that moment, he said, be it unto me according to your word. That's the prayer. Now, the prayer of be it unto me according to thy word means that I've got to know what are the terms and conditions of this agreement. And some of us, we add to the terms and conditions. Jesus gave us one set, and then we're like, well, I want to add this one, and I want to add that one. But the terms and conditions are very, very simple for our Father. In John chapter 6, it says they came to him and said, what must we do, verse 28, to do, do the works, works, plural, of our Father? And Jesus said, to do the work singular of our Father, you just have to believe in the one whom he sent. I agree. I submit to the terms and conditions. I believe. And that is your job. It's my job, whether I'm sick or whether I'm whole, whether I'm broke or whether I'm poor, isn't to believe for more, but just to believe in the one who sent him. It's to believe in the one he sent. It's not to believe that I'm going to get rich. It's not to believe that I'm going to get out of this mess. It's, I'm just, wherever I'm at, I'm believing in the one whom he sent. That is the day one of your faith. It's day two. It's day 66,000 of your faith is to believe in the one whom he sent. And when you do that, you are blessed and highly favored. You're safe you're secure. I love it that Jesus says, they are safe in my hands. No one can take them away from me. And if you want to know whether or not he means it or not, that hand that he's holding you safely in has a hole in it where he proved his love for you. And my prayer for us today as a church family, first of all, if there are those of you who have never said, be it unto me according to your word, to say, Jesus, I believe that you would do that today. The second thing is that for those of you that have, hey, I believed, but now I've got all this extra stuff that I've added onto it, that you would say, you might have agreed to this other stuff, 
But that's not what Jesus asked you to sign up for. And if you're not a believer, the question, of course, is, hey, I, I agreed with this Google thing, and then they did all kinds of crazy stuff with my information. How, how do I know I can trust him with that? You know, I agreed to this health insurance thing, and my premium has tripled over it. Doesn't, by the way, if you're political and you're starting to get your blood pressure up, please take it down. I just... Because there's a point in this that I think Jesus wants you to get, and if you get too political in your mind, you'll miss it. I'm not making a political statement. I'm just making a factual statement that our premium has tripled since we started this. But the point is, is that how do I know that if I sign up for this with Jesus, what he's asking me to do, to just say, be it unto me according to your word, that I can trust him. You see, with the tech companies... They've said, yeah, you've got to agree to all this stuff and then we're going to use your information however we want to. But there's a movement in Silicon Valley, Washington Post, Business Insider, New York Times, have all been reporting that the executives of these tech companies are removing themselves from the platforms they're selling you. They're not giving screens to their children because they've seen the harm, so they're asking you to do something they themselves don't want to do. How can I know that I can trust God when I say I'm agreeing to this? He is not asking you to do anything that he wasn't willing to do. Whatever your questions about Jesus might be, you can't say that he didn't take the medicine that he's asking us to take by becoming a human. No other religion in the entire world makes that claim or even comes close that God would come down and be one of us. He is doing, he did, he became what he knows we are and took his own medicine that he's asking us to take in the Genesis 3 world. And when it comes to the healthcare side, the Congress people, beautiful Congress people, they said when we passed this law that, okay, well, we're going to have to use the same healthcare that we're making you guys take. It took them a while, if you remember, that's a few years ago, but it took them a while and they finally, okay, well, we'll take the same health care. So they're doing what we said we would do, except they're not, except that in Washington, D.C., if you're a congressperson, you actually have access to the office of the physician, you have access to health care at military installations that is completely free. So they said, hey, we're going to go almost all the way, but not all the way. We're still asking you to do something that we ourselves won't do fully. And Jesus didn't stop with just becoming human. He went all the way to death. He went all the way in so that we could get all the way out. And that promise of Jesus starting with Mary when she said, be it unto me according to your word, was the same prayer that Jesus would pray in the garden. Different words, same prayer. Not my will, but thine be done. And it's a prayer that we pray knowing that our God, whatever you think about him, you have to admit that he's good. He didn't just become human. He went all the way in with death and with resurrection so that we could get all the way out of death and the grave. What an amazing promise from him that he lived out in an example for us and so as Christmas is unfolding, as you're clicking, I agree to these terms and conditions of all this other stuff, those of you that have followed Jesus for a while, those of you that are fresh into following Jesus, our prayer is the same prayer every morning. Be it unto me according to your word. Is he asking you to go to the 
front lines of the mission? Is he asking you just to go across town? Is he asking you just to go across the street to your neighbors? Is he asking you, some of you in your marriage, just to go across the hall and reach out to your spouse? Be it unto me, Father, according to your word. How many teenagers are in here right now? Just a handful. Wake up if you're a teenager and then you go right back to sleep. Okay. Mary was 16 years old. 16. Some of you think, man, that's for someone else later down the line at some point in my life. I wonder if the reason why God chose the teenager is because she wasn't bitter and cynical yet. She hadn't, the Genesis 3 world hadn't punched her in the gut yet, so she was still uncynical enough to say, be it unto me. She didn't even argue. She had a, a logistical question, which in fairness was a good question. But she said, be it unto me according to thy word without any argument. But I think maybe it's because she's young. Paul would tell Timothy, his protege, don't let anybody look down on you because you're young. And listen to me, teenagers, that means yourself. Don't look down on yourself because you're young. And some of you right now, you have choices with your social media of the pictures you're going to post, of the things that you're going to do and say with your life. And you've posted, whether it's a risque photo or some thing about yourself that you, someday you'll regret, understand that is you looking down on yourself because you're young. When I've posted this and said, this is who I am, something that someday I will regret, I'm just saying, well, I'm young. I'm, I don't I'm let someone else do that. I just want to be young. I'm going to do this. Don't look down on yourself on your social media just because you're young. What if Jesus says right now in this room that there's somebody who's a 16-year-old that he's tapping on the shoulder to go do something, and you've looked down on yourself to the point where your social media is a mess, everybody's doing it, that's how everybody's acting with it, and look, that's you bringing yourself down to that level, let Jesus bring you up to another level that says that's what they're doing, but I've been called to this other level to do something completely different, to be something different. For you young men that are into video games, absolutely nothing wrong with video games. But if you're a teenage boy, you're awake for what? About eight hours a day? Let's be generous and say it's 12. And you're spending four or five hours a day on a video game. That means you're giving up 30% of your life to a Roman candle. It just goes off and it's gone. It's off and it's gone. What if Jesus is tapping you on the shoulder to say, give me just half of that time to do, look, I'm young. I, I, I don't want to do any of these other things. I want these other responsibilities. You are looking down on yourself because you are young. Don't let anybody else do that. Don't let you do that to yourself. Don't go down to that level. Pull up to where Jesus wants you to go. Almost every great revival that has ever been recorded in history started with teenagers. Your faith is that reckless. Your faith is that beautiful that you would just believe that what Jesus said he would do, that he'll do. Now for the retirees in the room, Elizabeth says that she is pregnant and she's like, she's old. She thought she was done. And I'm not saying, by the way, any of you are going to get pregnant, but... But crazier things have happened. But some of you are your 60s, your 70s, your 80s, and you've retired, and there's this pregnancy inside of you, this dream. Listen to me, a gift that God conceived inside of you, a dream that he conceived inside of you, and it's still there. 
just because you're old, it just means it's just stated longer. Some of the greatest need we have in our culture right now is wisdom. We're in a culture that worships youth. That's letting us bring it down. The wisdom, you guys are just getting some stuff figured out. I believe with all of my heart that whether you're young or whether you're old, that the prayer of be it unto me according to your word is one of the most amazing prayers that we could pray every day and then step out the door and let Jesus lead you to where he is taking you to be. Whether it's Elizabeth, whether you're Mary, whether you're right in the middle of all that, the prayer of let it be unto me according to your word. It's a prayer that I hope that every one of us will pray today. You're, you, it's the end of the year. You're getting ready to make some decisions for next year. Is it, that, is it time, that ministry that God's been knocking on your, your door, your heart, and you're like, well, I'll let someone else do that. I, I, I'm not qualified. I'm, I'm slow of tongue. I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm, all the but, 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 but. Just tear it all up and say, Jesus, be it unto me according to thy word. Paul called it the Romans 12 living sacrifice prayer, which is I'm offering myself today as a living Sacrifice, holy and pleasing and acceptable to you. Some of you qualified it. Some of you, you know what, notice what Mary didn't say, which was, okay, I'm going to do this, but I have some things I'm going to need you to cover for me first, God. That wasn't faith. Faith was, I just beat unto me according to thy word. I came out of a world where we would tell an, <laughs> where, where I would book an artist into a show and I would say, okay, here's the money. Here's how much it's going to cost. Here's how long they're going to play. Here's what time they're going to start. Here's what time they're going to stop. We make an agreement on the phone. And then I would send them 25 pages of what, what they also will and will not do called an artist writer. And the reason it sounds really, you know, they're, they're fun to make fun of because of the green M&Ms and all that stuff. But the truth is, is that you don't know what kind of power they might need. You, you don't know they might have a food allergy. You don't, they're actually, there's a very specific purpose for it. And the purpose is that the promoter doesn't know the artist as well as the artist does. So it's just, we just want to spell this out for them. My prayers when I said I would follow Jesus early in my life were, I'll do everything you ask me to do, Father. Whatever you want me to do, Father. But here's about 38 pages of what I will and will not do what I need this to look like, what I need it to not look like, because I had the audacity to think that I knew myself better than he knew me. Some of you in here have put a rider up with God saying, I'll follow you wherever, as long as I don't have to move, as long as I don't have to take my kids out of the school system, as long as I don't have to risk this, as long as I don't ever have to talk to him or her. Today, if you trust the guy with the holes in the hands that you can trust because he came here, he became one of us, he went all the way in so you could get all the way out. Maybe today as we pray, you would tear up your rider and just say, today, God, I'm giving it all to you. Whatever it is that you would have me to do. It's crazy, Shannon and I were looking at just this tent this morning going, I mean, eight years ago, this was a risky little stunt we pulled to start a church in Williamson County? And to see what God has done with it. There were no guarantees. I remember sitting down with my kids at the time. I made Maddie cry at Starbucks, huge parent fail. I just said, look, I don't know how this is gonna turn out. I, I was reading from Hebrews 11. Some were eaten by lions, some were killed by the sword, some conquered nations. Some, I, I just don't know which one we're gonna be. <laughs> 
I want to be the nation-conquering one, but we might be the eaten-by-the-lions one, and both are okay. Both made it into the hall of faith. And of all the heartache that Mary had to have experienced in her life, and believe me, she experienced a lot. Some of you that have experienced the death of a child, you know that is the greatest pain, and Mary experienced it. But 2,000 years later in heaven, I assure you, she doesn't regret a second of it, and neither will you. Whether it's a teaching ministry, Tracy, God hasn't forgotten you. whether it's generosity, whether it's music, whatever it is that God has put inside of you, would you allow that today to just say, I'm not going to put any more. Bud and I were talking about this. He's got this teaching gift, and he wanted to teach in America, and God's sending him to Zambia. By the way, that is what he called to do, is be a teacher. He just had one thought. He thought it would look this way, and God's like, oh, no, it's going to look so much more awesome than you thought. Tear up your rider this morning. God, I will do whatever be it unto me according to thy word. And the only term, the only condition, not terms, not conditions, term, condition, is that you believe in the one whom he sent, Jesus. And we can believe in him and we can trust him. If there's any story of Christmas, that's the story. Heavenly Father, stand and let's pray. Heavenly Father, we pray that those words would be real in us today. Lord, I believe, I, I can see it in my mind's eye. There are people here who are young, who you are tapping on their shoulder, and they're saying, are you talking about me? And God is saying, yep, that's you. I'm talking about you. And some who have been retired, Lord, that you've had a dream and a vision that has been gestating in them a long time and they thought that it was over. Lord, it's not. I pray that just like Elizabeth, that the dream that she had came true. And I believe with all my heart that those dreams are coming true in retirees, in teenagers, in middle-agers, that the scope of who conduit is, that you are birthing visions and dreams inside of them as they say, be it unto me according to your word. Today, Lord, we agree to the term and the condition. We just believe in you, the one whom he sent. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.